Hello and welcome again to episode 25, the Thanksgiving episode of the Stouting Off podcast, where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Hello and welcome again to the Stouting Off podcast. It is my pleasure and privilege to introduce you to not only myself, but my producer, Jordan, and I'm going to do that in this order. My name is Drew Stoutenberg. I am the host of this show, this podcast, and I am joined live in studio, as always, by my producer, Jordan. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. That's awesome. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. It's right on our heels, or maybe we're right on its heels um, with it being tomorrow. Thursday. Yeah. Um, it's not Thursday when we're shooting it. So whenever with this episode, that is. So whenever we talk about something being tomorrow or whenever, we're just picturing ourselves being there. And listen, I'm in Wednesday right now. It's been a good day so far. You've been in Michigan for just about a day now. Yeah. You got in last night. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, I've been, <laughs> I had a half day of work today, so that was good. Nice. Which is always nice. My boss always gives me a half day or gives his whole team a half day before like a break. So, you know, it's nice. It's really nice. It's always say it's the 4th of July is on a Friday. We get a half day on the 3rd, for example. I don't know. It's just nice. But tell you what, working from home, my ice is just jingling around. I have iced coffee um, in my hand. Well, now it's on the desk. But working from home, you get a lot of flexibility, though. So, I mean, my work days... They look different all the time. So a half day might be a normal day in which I just like just crank out work in the morning, take the rest of the day off, and then maybe I'm doing more work in the evening. I don't know. Yeah. Working from home also means that you don't necessarily get to go home. True. From work. True. It's always there. <laughs> right. You all. Yeah. I mean, like if you're in the office and you're like, I've got a half day today after that, I'm going to. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I'll, I'll come back to this tomorrow. Yeah. Not, not so. Not so. Um, but we both kind of work in sales positions anyway, and you never fully turn off from that. Totally. Like if a client calls around five, six, seven, or sometimes when we're hanging out, your clients call you at nine 30, right? You got to take the call. And, um, and then we press pause on the bachelorette and then you come in, you know, you have to come in 20 minutes after we hit pause and we're wondering who got the first impression rose, (laughs) who won the date card, you know? So, um, I wonder if there is a new episode this week. I wonder if there was an episode this past Tuesday. (laughs) Was there a new episode yesterday? Yesterday. Um, Thanksgiving is upon us. I want to talk a a bit about Thanksgiving. But first, I I want to say the dinner that you cooked last night on your new Blackstone griddle, griddle top, was awesome. It was chicken fried rice. It was basically a Benihana meal. and I'm not sure if they have Benihana in this part of the country, do they? I don't think so. I've only seen like, um, what's its counter thing? Uh, Shogun. Yeah, see, I don't even know what that is. But Benihana is a hibachi-style Japanese steakhouse where they cook your food on the table. You know, it's like the OG hibachi place. And um, actually, I think, wasn't Benihana in Rush Hour? Why am I thinking about Rush Hour 2? They went to Benihana or something. Anyway, um, it's well known nationally. And Jordan last night on his new his new gift from was that a Christmas gift from yeah. your mother in law? From mother in law, yeah. That's nice of her. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Mary. Shout you out. We love you. Um 
I'll be stopping by your house around Christmas time while I'm back in Michigan to hang out with your husband, Mark, of course. And please have the hors d'oeuvres that you had last year. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Jordan's father-in-law, Mark, is like, he's in a bourbon group chat with us. And he's like just one of the guys, you know, and that we love it. We love him. It's fun. And so Mark hosts, Mark and Mary kind of host us for a bourbon tasting. This will be the second annual this year. So anyway, Benny Hanna. Jordan, new grill top from Mary. So he made chicken fried rice. He made zucchini and squash and onion and mushroom like medley, you know. Made some steak bites. His wife made the soup. They had the ginger dressing salad going. I mean, it was everything. It was fully. Yeah, dude. You guys snapped. <laughs> it felt great. You go to Benihana and order that easily. That's a $40 meal minimum. You know? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And you guys didn't charge me, which I appreciate. Never will, man. Thank you. But just the fact that we were able to just pull that meal out yeah. was really, really fun. You, the, the, the whole experience was totally recreated. Um, Jordan did the little onion choo-choo train with the steam <laughs> coming out of the top. He Turned had the, the carport lights on and off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Because the grill top, the grill is like in the carport. So he had the, yeah, no, he didn't. Had the little shrimp tails thrown into his pocket, into his hat. Into the mouth of, into the mouth of a Jude. guest. Yeah. Now, Jude, open your mouth. Yeah, it was great. Um, before that, we played some hockey. We played some just roller hockey out on the sport court um, yesterday as well with Jordan and his brother Adam. And I, I, I have no half speed, you know, like when I'm playing something that I like to do or doing anything, I got to do it hundred percent. So I was out there going full bore and I lost an edge while I was trying to skate and take a hard turn and my knees got skinned terribly. I'll spare you guys the pictures, the picture, but right, just know right now, as I speak bandages under both knees and I've been, man, I got peroxide. I stopped by the Walgreens and I and got like a full first aid treatment because I didn't even have like band-aids at the house I realized no yeah. band-aids no bandages peroxide or anything if anybody ever got hurt in the house aka me I'd be in trouble so I went and got all the stuff and as I got back home I'm cleaning my wounds with uh with hydrogen peroxide h2o2 for those chemists out there Actually, I have a funny joke about that that I'll come back to. But now you already know the punchline, so I won't even share it. But maybe I will. But anyway, I put the peroxide on my open wounds. And instantly the pain of remembering that, like as a kid, when your you know parent would be cleaning your wound, instantly that pain was brought back. Because when I, when I was about to do it, I was thinking, this like that was the worst thing you could ever have done to you when you were a kid is have your... your like peroxide on your scrapes. Yeah. And I was like, there's no way it still hurts like that. I mean, whatever. Sure enough, put it on there. It starts fizzing. And I'm like, ah. I felt yeah. like somebody like put like hot acid on my, like I was going to say just acid, but it, it was acid that was actually heated up on my wounds. <laughs> that's how much it hurt. So that's cool. Hot acid, battery acid. Um, Those scrapes too, like they suck. They suck. Because if you get like a gouge, like if you get a cut, Yep. Your body kind of just like numbs that, you know, it yep. hurts at first, but it just kind of like your body knows what to do. 
you get a scrape like that, it just burns. It stings all the time. I would agree with that. It's constantly feel. It's like a, yeah, it's like a burn, yeah. you know, because it's not, yeah, whatever. Without going too much into my knee injuries. <laughs> Thankfully, though, like I didn't do any like actual damage. It's just uncomfortable, you know, yeah. and it's uncomfortable to even have my knees bent right now. Two men walk into a bar. The first orders some H2O. The second sa- says, <laughs> the second one says, sounds good. I'll have some H2O2. The second man dies. Because H2O2 (laughs) is hydrogen peroxide. Cool, huh? And it's with this little... I'll send you this, Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) That's dumb. Um, I used to love stuff like that. That's like an ultimate dad joke. Derry Nagel. Derry Nagel would probably say that joke. Um, I have two things that I want to share and then I want to talk about... Thanksgiving, and then I might want to talk about a show that I've been watching. We'll just see how I feel. All right, so there have been situations, dating situations for me, where just a tiny little thing has completely changed the way that I saw the person, and suddenly all attraction was gone for me. They make a face, they say a thing, they pronounce something wrongly, they treat someone poorly in public, you know, something like this. Those aren't all examples for me, but I have a friend and he was seeing this girl and they, you know, he was interested in her. And one time they were having kind of like a talk of like, where is this going? And I think he already had some reservations. Like, I don't know if I can be the person you want me to be, you know, and maybe vice versa. And Everything changed for him when she said, I'm not trying to make you change or nothing. (laughs) He's like, suddenly like, did you hear that? Ice. Ice. True. He's like, (laughs) he said, it sounded like she suddenly had an accent and like a drawl (laughs) and like she never talked like this. But she said, I'm not trying to make you change or nothing. (laughs) and everything changed he changed for nothing listen to that ice maker man i tell you what i lived for a year in a house without an ice maker it's it was bad it sucked i had to constantly refill the cubes and that sounds like such a first world problem i promise i don't have i don't like there aren't a lot of things where i'm like i need this particular perk or i need this upgrade whatever but I, I need ice. I drink a lot of things with ice in it. Everything yeah. I have has some of this in it. You hear that? Hardly. Huh? Could hardly hear it because of the mics. Um, Michael Scott does that. In one of the episodes of The Office, it's when Michael is leaving. He quit because um, David Wallace brought in a new guy and he's drinking scotch in Splenda. Um, I think it's when he's drinking scotch and Splenda in the office and he's going around to like, I think it's Jim and he's just like jink jiggling the glass in his ear. He's like, some of us actually still have to work the office, man. (laughs) That show is always on in my house. Ah, Sorry for the slurp. If any of you are like me and you suffer from misophonia, noise rage, that would irk you. That would make you mad. 
I made you mad the other day. You did. Do you remember? I chugged an entire glass of water and I, I, because I was so thirsty. But Mon and I both looked at each other like, yeah, he did it again. Yeah. Actually, for me, it wasn't again. She said you have done that before or something. Yeah. It was like, oh my god! It was the most guttural, <laughs> deep gulp ever. And I was just like, the theatrics with this guy. <laughs> it would be like a six-year-old like, oh man, I'm so thirsty. <laughs> Even though he's not, you know, I'm like faking thirsty? it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> my nephew, my older nephew used to do that. He'd be like, Dude, you were not even like thirsty. You're just doing it for show. I was actually thirsty and not doing it for show. I know. I just wanted to chug the water though. I know. Water, drinking water, it's for me, it's got to be room temp or just a little cooler than room temp. So that's one thing in which I don't usually do ice. If it's freezing cold, you can't chug it. I need to chug it. And it might hurt the teeth. Yeah. Um, I told you this story yesterday but I have to share it with the audience. I have a friend who used to deliver pizzas for a local company and local pizza shop in the town that we grew up in. And his name is Ryan Graham and Ryan Graham used to deliver for this pizza place. And one winter he was just working a normal shift. And it turned out that he was called to deliver to this apartment complex. Okay. It's kind of a shady, little sketchy, like crimes are frequently committed in this apartment complex area. They're grounds, so to speak. And it just turned out, it just so happens that that night at the exact same time, someone in that apartment complex was also calling Domino's Pizza, a different pizza company, so that they would send out a delivery driver and... um. And they could steal the delivery driver's car when the person came to deliver them pizza. Okay. So are you tracking with me so far? There are two deliveries happening. One is Ryan and he's, it's a legitimate customer. And at the exact same time is Domino's pizza, but it's a, somebody who's trying to commit a crime by stealing the, the car of a Domino's delivery driver. Okay. <laughs> it's at the exact same time. We found all this, this out later, but Ryan gets there first in the, the legitimate customer is only like a door or two down from the, the the person who's trying to steal, the people who are trying to steal the car. So Ryan gets there. He gets out of his car. He approaches the door, and suddenly he turns around, and he see, sees his car getting stolen. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? And this is his car, too. It's not his like car. pizza car or It's whatever. his Hyundai Elantra. His Pokemon cards are in there. My video iPod is in there. And this was in 2008 probably um and so it's the domino's pizza car is not there it's ryan his he sees his car getting stolen he drops the pizzas and he runs to the car and they're they start to like drive away and it's a snowy parking lot it's all snowy this time of year it was like a terrible snow so i couldn't get away that fast so ryan is able to catch up to the car <laughs> and he's trying to reach inside the car his driver side windows down <laughs> And he's trying to reach into the car. They start driving off with him. And they're, 
He was getting dragged through this parking lot. It probably looked like Eddie Murphy and uh, Lethal Weapon. Uh, or wait, in uh, Beverly Hills Cop, dude. He was getting dragged through the snow. <laughs> and regardless of how the story ends, just picturing picturing that tickles me. And it will always make me laugh. Um, but here's how the story ends. He, he, he falls off of the car. I think relatively un, unharmed later on in the day, you know, you file a police report, whatever later on in the day, they find the car Pokemon cards are gone. And most importantly, the most important aspect of this story is that my video iPod is now gone and has been gone to this day. And I believe that Ryan denies that my iPod was in there when it got stolen still to this day, actually. Um, do you remember the video iPod though? That's yeah. a special thing. I'm only thinking <laughs> about the guy getting in the car to steal it and there being so much snow that the tires are just spinning. <laughs> yes, and Ryan's and running Ryan's up on him. <laughs> running up on him. And then it's just Ryan holding onto the window yes. while the tires are just like throwing <laughs> slush at yeah. his pants. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Which, what is somebody going <laughs> to. I mean, if somebody's going to steal your car, they're most likely not the type of person that if you hang on the side of the vehicle, they're going to be inclined to be like, oh, you know what? You're right. I shouldn't have been doing this. I'm going to stop. Oh, this is yours? Throws it in, oh, this is yours. <laughs> Throws it into park. Here's your, here are your Pokemon cards back, sir. <laughs> Has it in a binder under his arm. But I'm taking the video iPod. But the video iPod. Is, <laughs> Ryan's like, all right, deal. Daps him up and it's good. That's it. That's how the whole story goes. Ryan lost the video iPod and he came up with that entire elaborate story just to just to cover. Oh, that's funny. It's not funny because it's kind of scary for like pizza and delivery drivers yeah. out there. Yeah. When I first moved to East Nashville, I called Jets because we were so excited that there was like a Jets nearby. You didn't have to go small, farm-to-table, boutique, high-end, individual sole proprietor <laughs> restaurant, like all East Nashville stuff. $36 for $36. 14-inch pizza. Dude, this is what it's like. So, yeah, when you see Jets, so it's I a beacon Jets of and I'm hope. Like, this is great. This is really good. Yeah. And they told me that they weren't allowed to deliver to my area. Mm. And I was like, why not? And they're like... Well, we just had a delivery guy get shot in streets you, away from you. In your in your current neighborhood? Yeah. Huh. But they had like my address wrong and it was like two miles down from me. Okay. Which isn't like the best part of town. So Yeah. It's an interesting part of town. It's transitioning. It's 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 different, you know. Respect to delivery drivers. Mad respect. Mad respect. I remember when COVID um was 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 new still and the the sense of fear of it was even higher than it is now i mean just across the general populace you know i ordered a pizza from uh pizza hut yeah a cheese pan pizza it's so good yeah cody badgley from speak low got me on that we were out on tour one time we stopped at a pizza hut and me and wasim split a pizza and then i believe cody got his own thing and ryan got his own thing and me and Wasim were like, we're going to doctor this thing up. We got all the toppings, all the stuffed crust, all the things. Cody was like, nah, trust me. You just want to get the cheese pan pizza. We're like, no, it's for the birds, man. So all the pizzas come. They set down his and already we're like, dang, you were right. So we started eating. 
he's like, I'll, I'll just give you guys each a slice of pizza just so you can know what you're missing. And we start snacking on the, the cheese pan pizza. It's There's nothing like it. Yeah, that's good. Specifically from Pizza Hut. So here I am. COVID's starting to really um, spread and the, the, the whole discussion and really the... Um, the awareness of that was it was this was early March or mid March and shutdowns are happening, everything. And I need some comfort in my life, not the small farm to table boutique $36 pizza. I need a pizza hut cheese pan pizza. So I call in a, or I do a delivery app thing, app delivery, whatever, which again, this is one of the four times per year that I'll have pizza delivered. And anyway, this lady comes up, uh, the the pizza delivery driver came up and you could tell she was like really uncomfortable and she had a mask on and everything. And, yeah. you know, she was trying to make me comfortable, but my heart just went out to her, you know? Yeah. Because pizza delivery drivers have to deal with a lot of crap. True. Yeah. Rude people, not tipping, <clears throat> weather, traffic, <laughs> weather and traffic on Together. the twos. Yeah. <laughs> weather and traffic at the top of the hour, every hour, AM radio. <laughs> um, no, but they have to deal with a lot of stuff. Dude, I mean, when everybody, like, when everything got shut down and on lockdown and stuff like that, everyone's like, well, looks like we're not going out to eat. We're just going to get it delivered. Well, there's people who are actually doing the delivery. Yeah, they have to do that. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Thanks, though. Thank you, guys. Holy Hound is the the name that's on this pint glass with ice on it. Um, It's a cute little pub in York, Pennsylvania, where my brother lives. York, PA was actually going to be the nation's capital if not for Washington, D.C. It was the runner-up. Really? Imagine how different that city would look now. York, PA is interesting. I mean, if you're ever around, just, I guess, stop through. No one would ever make it a destination unless they were going to the college that Greg teaches at or visiting some family there. But it's cool enough. It's fine. He's also lived in Iowa City. That was my first favorite city he's lived in. He's also lived in Boston for school. So I actually liked Iowa City. I like Iowa City more than Boston in terms of if I was going to raise a family somewhere. I don't yeah. know. Boston's really cool though. The history. He lived in Moscow, Idaho. Never got to visit there because he was only there for a year. Then he lived in a town called McKee's Rocks, right side, right outside of Pittsburgh, which is where Billy Mays from OxyClean is from. Billy Mays here. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. All I had to say was Billy Mays here, and everybody knows he was the guy who would get stains out of anything with OxyClean. At two in the morning when he fell asleep. At two in the morning. <laughs> That's right. Um, okay. Okay, okay. Okay. Oh, I wanted to talk about, I found this article that I wanted to read about. Who wants to know some things about Thanksgiving? <laughs> Good call, Jordy. That's why this producer is the best in the podcast industry. And if any, if anybody tries to come and take him from this podcast, you have to go through me first over my dead body. <laughs> As if you have no say in the matter, you know. <laughs> the first Thanksgiving was actually a three-day affair. I don't know if you knew this. No. It sounds like the beginning of a monologue on like a, a Tonight Show joke or something. So I don't know. Actually, the Pilgrims. Yeah, the Pilgrims. So the Pilgrim, the original Pilgrims went all out. In November 1621, the first settlers' corn harvest proved so successful that Governor William Bradford reportedly invited the Plymouth colonists' Native American allies 
to enjoy the fruits of their labor. They were like, hey, we've got way more corn than we thought we would. Let's make some bourbon. Because remember, bourbon is made from corn. No, that wasn't in there, though. But they came... (laughs) (laughs) But they came and they did that. How good is that? Um, Colonists and Native Americans may not have had turkey at their first feast. Which, that's something you never like to hear. Side note, colonists. I had a history professor, American history professor in college, who just, for plural colonists... He would say colonist with no S on the end, even written like in, in like if he was writing a study guide or something, he, he would write early, early settlers and colonist often would, would source corn for their, bur- you know, whatever. And is that, almost is that like again. correct or no? No, colonists. That's colonists. a plural thing. Yeah. Right. Any yeah, answer. Yeah. Colonists. Yeah. I liked that guy though. He was one of those, he was a cool part-time professor who had like a, a day job, you know? So he was just doing teaching because it's fun, not because like he needed to. So those guys were always great. Part of Plymouth, Massachusetts looks just as it did in the 17th century. Um, actually, one a town that neighbors our hometown in Michigan, Plymouth, Plymouth, Michigan, they have a piece of Plymouth rock there. Have you ever seen that, Jordan? No. It's there. No, I never even really thought about it. All right, listen to this. Thomas Jefferson refused to de- to declare Thanksgiving a holiday. Okay, man. Jefferson refused to recognize the event because he believed so firmly in the separation of church and state. Wait, presidents originally this I skipped ahead. That was the middle of the paragraph. Presidents originally had to declare Thanksgiving a holiday. Every year up until Lincoln made a national holiday. Since Thanksgiving involved prayer and reflection, he thought designating a holiday would violate the First Amendment. Okay, now I understand. I was like, but Thanksgiving isn't a religious holiday. And so many people like are like, so many people who are against separation of church and state use Thomas Jefferson as like one of their guys. (laughs) (laughs) They settled because they want the this to be a christian nation <laughs> which is not true um wow hot take we need a hot take button um america was settled because they wanted freedom from oppression and they wanted to practice religion freely now their religion was christianity but it wasn't like to make this a wow now i'm getting into hot water probably with some of you listeners but um but thomas jefferson was like no dude we can't do that so we gotta keep things separate Keep it clean. I've read on on that topic. I read a book by a guy called Greg Boyd. He's a theologian. Um, it's called The Myth of a Christian Nation, which without going too much into it, I know it sounds like a controversial book, but basically he's like God's way of doing things and man's way of doing things are so polar opposite. And I'll give you one example. God says to be great in the kingdom of God and to be great in, you know, kind of my world, become the, become less, you know, if you want to be great, serve people. Man says, if you want to be great, exhibit dominance over them, (laughs) you know, yeah, be the greatest. Yeah. If you want to be, you look at Jesus's life, Jesus came to earth and he, he washed his disciples feet. (laughs) And most of us, you know, we're like, if you, if you want to be great, you have to be the greatest. You have to be the smartest. You have to 
everyone has to know you're the greatest and smartest and best and richest and most successful and whatever. It's just different. I mean, they operate in different economies, you know? Yeah. The kingdom of heaven, he says, love your enemies. If somebody strikes you, turn the other cheek so they can strike you again. Kingdom of earth, they rule, like governments keep their rule by threat of violence, you know? Right. Ultimately, if you don't know, if you don't comply with our wishes or how the order is to be done here, we can throw you in jail or we can, you know, not kill you. Like <laughs> other countries though, yeah, yeah, you can get killed. So, I mean, threat of violence. Anyway, all that to say, wow, I hope I don't lose any listeners for that, but I would love to have a discussion on that if you guys ever want to. The first Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade didn't feature any balloons. That's jacked up. When was that? Early 1920s. I didn't realize they'd been doing it for that long. That's a long time. That's a long time. I have a friend who was in the parade last year. Really? Jason Gortney. What was he doing? He flying was on, a jet? He was on the Delta oh. like float. <laughs> so yeah, he was flying a jet. <laughs> Just 50 feet up. Off the, down whatever street that is. John. Uh, <laughs> Broadway? What is it? I was Main about to say Broadway. Yeah. I don't know. It's downtown. Mm. That's awesome. Mm. You can... Uh, now you heard me gulp. Coffee, iced coffee is just so good, though. Yeah. And I don't care who knows it. Um, I'll give you one more. Yeah, I want to hear it. A Thanksgiving mix-up inspired the first TV dinners. In 1953, a Swanson employee accidentally ordered a colossal shipment of Thanksgiving turkeys. To deal with the excess, salesmen, you know, some salesmen took inspiration from the prepare food on airplanes. He came up with the idea of filling 5,000 aluminum trays with the turkey <laughs> with cornbread dressing, gravy, peas, and sweet potatoes to complete the offering. So that would explain why some of the um, early TV dinners were just like a Thanksgiving dinner, you know? Um because some guy accidentally ordered 260 tons of Thanksgiving turkeys. Okay. Um, Americans prepare 46 million turkeys for Thanksgiving each year, um, et cetera. But you might consume, wow, you might consume up to 229 grams of fat during the big meal. Never like to hear that. Um, America's first turkey trot took place more than a century ago. I've never done that. I'm not a big running guy. Um, let's go into what's Drew been watching. So I got into this show called um, Alone. It's on Netflix and it's uh, it's about it's like an elimination show. And on the show, eight contestants have to go and survive and be the last one standing in this really harsh and remote and challenging environment in season six which i just started tuning into it's the arctic circle somewhere it's super north way way north and um the thing that i like about this is that it's not like political you know like voting people off they're all, everyone's separated by miles and miles and miles so everyone is just totally alone by themselves and the winner gets a half million dollars. And I'm not fully done with the season yet, but it's sweet because 
nature is like the great equalizer. Yes, you have to have the skill set to survive in a harsh environment, but it's not just like the the outdoorsy, like rugged, tough, macho men who are able to do this. When I say nature is the great equalizer, like the way that you know the weather treats everybody the same you know and there are parasitic worms and lots of different things you anybody can get sick which some people do and they have to go home early you know um yeah it's so like there are some women on the show who are like just like normal ladies in their real life and then they come on the show and they're just like kick a survivors it's sweet so how do you like what if there's no like voting off and stuff like that, what, what you how tap do you out, declare, you, oh, you, you oh, call in the walkie talkie and you're just like, I got to go. I see. One guy couldn't find any food to hunt. Um, another guy ate fish that had some parasitic worms in it. And that was a guy who was like, actually, I thought he was going to win. Um, somebody else. Oh, dude, somebody else. Like on the third day there, um, like stepped in a crack and like sprained his ankle or like broke his ankle or something. <laughs> It's like these Stepped guys on a crack and, and broke his mother's back. Going, and he's like, shoot, I got to get home to mom. You know, that's insane. Yeah. If you were to be stuck on an island, not don't tell me the people that you would that you would look at having with you. If you sure. if you could if you could choose three people, what would their like qualities be? Yeah, I would need a um, I'm trying to think of what I could bring to the table. And then from there, compliment that. But I don't, I don't know how to hunt. I don't hunt. So I need somebody, a, a hunter, a gamesman, if you will. Um, I would need a, um, you know what? It would be good to have like a botanist, somebody who knew plant life really well. Yeah. Like this plant is edible. You know, you can eat this plant and it actually has vitamin A and K and some other things in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'd probably also want somebody who is like, just really handy a handy type person yeah build oh, some stuff oh we just found a 50 gallon drum we can make a boat out of this you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's about it though right you know so yeah. i probably want somebody who's hunting like a, a gamesman food botanist yeah. so like more food and medicinal stuff and yeah. like whatever and people can look at plants and be like they can tell weather patterns they can tell animals who have been there they can tell yeah they can yeah. just plant people or what's up and then um, a handyman. Food and shelter. Do you ever feel like you would want someone that's just in a good mood all the time? I would want that. Yeah, you can get that, though. You can get that with any of those people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what if that was their job, just be in a good mood? Like, well, I need somebody who is really good at just being happy all the time. What about <laughs> skill? No, it doesn't matter. Just happy. <laughs> just be just be an optimist. Just be an just, optimist. You don't need to bring any food to the <laughs> camp. Just be happy and consume. Um, yeah, you'd need some optimism there. But there is something to be said about the simplicity. One of the people on the show was talking about the simplicity of being out there. Like all you're on the hook for is just to find food. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if you're fed... That's it. You're all right. You know? Yeah. Some of these people are so comfortable being uncomfortable. One of the guys was saying that, not that exact phrase, but he was like, I like discomfort. I like pain. I like struggle because I like overcoming it, you know? Yeah, that's cool. That type of attitude will get you so far in any area of life, not just survival. 
True. Um, alone, that's what I've been watching. Yeah, that's a good show, and I highly recommend it. Um, I have not too much else to say, but I do want to give one thank you to E2I Design, who is sponsoring this episode and sponsoring the Stouting Off podcast. As I was crossing my arms just now, I hit a wire, a cable, and I got jumpy. E2I Design is a group of uh, uh, AVL consultants and solution experts in terms of finding your the right fit for um, gear as it pertains to audio, video, lighting. And hey, doesn't matter what industry you're in, they can support you. So that can be churches and houses of worship. It can be uh, live music venues for when those return. If you want to really beef up your live audio and video stuff in the off season while COVID's having a heyday, you want to come back firing on all cylinders. Oh, said syllables. (laughs) That's Dalia. Um, next year, call up E2I. They'll get you hooked up so that when you open your doors again, you're ready to blast. Um, can be restaurants, hotels, can be an individual proprietor like myself, which is how I got these mics, how I got my mics for my drum set, my drum setup in the backyard, and then also my freaking frame TV and other stuff, even if you can believe that. But E2I Design is your one-stop shop. They've got you for pricing, timing, terms, all the things. They've got you. Um, we love them in this family. We do. We do. Um, so yeah, doesn't matter where you are in the country too. They'll help you out. But, uh, I'm, I'm just so happy. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah, me too. It's going to be great. I actually got plans. I got plans, uh, while at church this past Sunday. No kidding. Yeah. Um, a family that I really, really like was like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I was like, probably just staying home. I might bring my neighbor Rick some cookies or something. They're like, no, you got to come over. I was like, uh, yeah are you sure they're like yeah of course and i said sweet we live in spring hill though i said i don't care i was just in gotta spring fly hill. there i was just in spring hill for a bourbon tasting on friday night and it was awesome and i like that area it's cool it's a good area yeah um i definitely understand why people want to live there yeah um but happy thanksgiving to the stouting off faithful you guys this family of of people who just understand they all get it. You know, I want to extend the sincerest and most genuine and realist happy Thanksgiving to you and all of yours. Um, But until next time, this has been the Stouting Off podcast where we spout off commentary on the everyday. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Bye. Take care. Take care now. Bye-bye then.